0: Hey there, my name is Michael Martinez, and you are listening to The 20s Podcast. In this episode of The 20s Podcast, I have a great conversation with my friend, Sabrina Roselle. We talk about identity, figuring yourself out, discovering what you like, what you don't like, and also being on the lookout for certain triggers that tell you if you're on the right track or wrong track in this journey of discovering yourself. I really enjoyed it and I hope you enjoy it too. So let's dive right in to that conversation. Sabrina Lilo Roselle.
1: It's Lilo, but I'll take it. I'm not Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) That's fine though. (laughs) Lilo. There you go.
0: How are you doing?
1: I am doing fantastic on this. I was gonna say this Friday evening, but it's actually Thursday.
0: It is, and when people hear this, it'll be Tuesday.
1: It'll be Tuesday, so uh, I'm doing well. It's been a good good day. I am now a working woman, so I I left work and I'm just excited to be here.
0: Nice. Well, I would like to say thank you for being here on the 20s podcast, but also thank you for being my first live in-person guest. I had episodes earlier that aired with Connor, and Connor lives in Oregon, so we had to do Zoom.
1: He wouldn't fly down here for this podcast? He wouldn't
0: fly down for the podcast. It was really rude of him. You know, (laughs) I tried to set it up, and he just refused. You know, how selfish of him. How selfish of him. Definitely.
1: It's not like he has a wife and a child.
0: Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. You're live (laughs) and in person here, so this is the first live interview that I'm doing for the 20s (laughs) podcast. So thank you.
1: I'm honored to be here, Michael.
0: And for this conversation, you know, I try to gear every conversation of the podcast to some specific topic about being in your 20s. So Connor and I, we talked about him moving. We talked about him being a girl dad. You know, I shared about my social media addiction. And in this conversation, I really want to talk about identity and finding yourself. Because you and I, we have very similar personalities. You know, we have this test, the Enneagram. If you don't know what the Enneagram is, Google it. It's a really cool personality test, you know, similar to things like the Myers-Briggs and I don't know any other personality tests to be I was
1: going to say, what else are you going to list I gonna, there? I was going to rattle
0: off a few, but I realized I don't know. So, uh, but it's, it's, it's a personality test and, and we are the achiever. Yes. You know, we're the ones who yearn for success and we chase goals, we set them, we chase them, we accomplish them. And so because of that, I think you and I have very similar struggles in figuring out who we are as people, and of course, everyone who's listening who's in their 20s, no one really knows who they are.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna ask you that, Michael. We're here talking like we're the experts, we figured it out, we know exactly who we are. We're what 23 or 24, 24. almost 25, yes, and uh, we're no experts by any no. means, but definitely. and that's
0: the point of this podcast, yes, literally a parade <laughs> of people who are not experts but who are just struggling and are just willing to share about how yes. we are. Not sharing about what we know, but sharing about how much we don't know.
1: Exactly. <laughs> how really we're figuring it out.
0: Exactly. That's that's kind of the heart behind it. So I have some questions here, but hopefully this will be more conversational than questions. But to, to give us a starting point, what would you say are some aspects that have been hard for you? Aspects of your life that have been hard for you to figure out who you are in your 20s? What have been some of the roadblocks, some of the struggles, some of the things maybe that you faced that have made it difficult to figure out who is Sabrina lilu Lilo, Leeloo. Leeloo.
1: Okay, so that's a, a loaded question. Um, but I, I definitely think that for me, you you mentioned this earlier, how our personality is very much so of an achiever. We set goals. We're very much so driven by... Our success in life, whether that be professional or in whatever kind of field that we're in. We like to thrive and we like to do everything well. Mm -hmm. And we like to make sure everyone around us knows that we are the best (laughs) at what we're doing. Um, And and I think that that's one of the greatest things that I have been able to kind of get control over. Hmm. Right when I started college, uh, I had always been very active in in the political space. I, I realized I was studying... Medicine in high school, and I realized that was not the career path for me. God bless the souls of the people who can sit through all those science classes But that's just not me. I fell in love with a different type of science and that's political science Mm. the furthest thing from an actual science (laughs) But I I I definitely started to learn that I I really loved that space and I was good at it I was good at talking to people and and really just serving the community and that carried out throughout my my collegiate career when I uh, first came to FIU and i decided to join student government i was working on a campaign i then worked for a communications firm and all these things were so fantastic it was great i was doing awesome for someone my age but i had no life mm. <laughs> i did not prioritize the friendships around me i i did not let a lot of people kind of really get the opportunity to get close to me. I had a lot of walls up. I didn't really enjoy the, the fun aspect of college, like one of the football games or, or really taking in that student experience, at least for my first two years of college. And it wasn't until actually people around me in church that really instilled that that mindset of valuing the relationships in your life is so important because at the end of the day, when you look back at your college years, they're four years and whoever's listening to us that may be starting college or had finished college can relate or learn from this but those years will fly by faster than you'll ever know. To me, it was yesterday that I started at FIU and mm. I'm already in my master's degree now freaking out because I'm working full time. What is this? I'm an adult. <laughs> I pay bills. I, I, when did what that start happening? Right? What and are bills? And why are
0: bills? Exactly.
1: Why do we have to pay them? Why can't we just like live for free? I know. No, never mind. I don't, you know.
0: <laughs> Anyways, I'm
1: not gonna get into that subject, but I I really learned what it was to value relationships. And there came a moment where I shifted my mindset and I and I realized it's okay to miss the meeting. It's okay that you don't get an absolutely perfect A plus plus and A minus is fine if you just have a good time. Yeah. Have a good time. Enjoy the people around you because those memories are really gonna make your college years count. Yeah. Yes, the professional experience helped me, but it's it's all about I don't even want to call it balance and we'll probably get into this later but it's it's kind of a balancing act where you're consistently figuring out what you're going to prioritize when and it's never perfect and it's never consistent but it's just finding the groove that works for you and the things that make you genuinely happy right yeah. and and investing time into that and even putting it on a planner so
0: what I'm picking up on is that while you're going through college you're figuring out what you don't like, what you do like, you're figuring out who you're supposed to be what you're supposed to be doing, not just in a professional sense, but also in the way that you carry your life. You know, you talk about how the first two years you were completely nose in the books, got to have the best grades, nothing else matters. So what I want to follow up on that part of the conversation is, is where, or rather, what were the red flags that you saw where you were like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have my nose in the book so much. Maybe I need to look up and and do something else before I lose my mind? You know, were there any kind of indicators, red flags that were kind of jumping out at you like, okay, I, I need to make some adjustments?
1: Yeah, so I think that the first one for me was I would walk through our student union, which is called the Graham Center, and I would see all these really awesome people having lunch with all their awesome friends. And quite oh, honestly, now we're getting
0: into the FIU commercial, you know, <laughs> no,
1: just, <laughs> we're
0: going to clip this out, send it to FIU and try no, 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 to do no. the recruiting for admissions.
1: No, but I saw all these people, all these Panthers having a wonderful time at Florida International. <laughs> no, but everybody having a really wonderful time, yeah. just chillaxing and taking in their friendships. And honestly, not to sound like a or anything, but I really had the people that were. You know, friends with me from student government or friends I had picked up in class, but I didn't have those genuine relationships Mm. that that I would be hanging out in the student union wanting to eat pollo tropical. God knows why you would want to eat pollo tropical, but they're eating it there with their really good friends.
0: Hey, hey, I'm a big (laughs) fan of pollo tropical. Okay. Listen, when
1: it's on campus and that's like the only thing that's accessible most of the time, you're not a fan of it anymore. But I, I started to recognize that I just didn't have that sense of community. I would skip out consistently on all the little fun things that I would, quite honestly, I mean, I would kind of mock people for the amount of events that they would attend. And then a year later, I became SGA president and mm. I was the one helping put on these <laughs> events that I used to mock people for because I, I learned to appreciate what they meant for the experience. That and I honestly drove myself to kind of even have some stomach health issues because mm. I was always so focused. I took six classes. I was working three days a week in an office from 9 to 6 and I was doing student government I was involved in church I had all these involvements but I had no time for myself and when I wanted to do things like my nails or take a nap it was just never on the table it was never an option and I, I'm pretty sure I am the reason that I had some stomach health issues <laughs> in my early college years I sound like an old woman but it's it's fine and, I, and I, I started to recognize it and the best thing that I did was listen to the counsel around me that would tell me to slow down yeah, I think that's one of the things that I, I struggled with a lot throughout even high school. It was I was always focused on being five years ahead. And mm-hmm. everything that I did in the immediate had to line up with exactly where I wanted to be in five years. When if you're so married to a year five-year plan, you're going to recognize that your five-year plan is never going to be what you think your five-year plan is going to be. If you yeah. would have told me I would be sitting here right now on this podcast, having left my job at FIU, and I'm doing my master's degree, and I love the season that I'm in, I, I would have never believed you that this is where I, I would be. Yeah. And I love exactly where I'm at, but it wasn't in my five-year plan five years ago. So I, I, I had to learn to slow down, because everything was just moving so fast, and I wanted to be, at 18, I wanted to be a 25-year-old. At 19, I wanted to be a 26-year-old. This is yeah. too much.
0: No, absolutely, and I think that's one of the things that we share in common, is we love to go fast. You know, we love the fact that we can accomplish things and whatever the next carrot is that we can chase. Yep. That's the right analogy, right? I don't really like carrots, so let's like make it candy. Candy. Like the next Kit Kat that we can have, (laughs) you know, like we're going to get it. And so with that, I think, and I don't know if you've seen similar indicators, but in my life when I'm running too fast, I usually run into a wall. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's everything looks great. Everything feels great. It seems like it's great. And then I just, I crash. Yep. I'm like a constant crasher. It's one of the things like I want to be a consistent person, but instead I'm the kind of person who just runs fast for two months and then for like a week or maybe even a couple days, I'm like crashed. Yes. Like, okay, I have burned out. And so that's one of the indicators that I know I've seen in my life. Okay. Yeah. I'm starting to feel like I'm about to run into a wall I need just slow down. Like yep. you just said. I need to figure out what do I need to readjust in my life because putting my nose in the book or whatever the goal is, the Kit Kat, um, it's just, it's not what's best for me, my health and figuring out who I am. And that's, you know, part of the problem is that I love accomplishing things so much that then I I identify with my accomplishments.
1: A hundred percent. And
0: it's, I feel like, and I'm just thinking on top of my head it's easy when you're younger because there's so much to accomplish. Not that there's not more to accomplish, there always is. Yeah. But in the fact that I'm saying, you know, being salutatorian or valedictorian or being class president, graduating high school, getting into college, getting good grades in college, graduating college. And then after you graduate college and start working, it's not as easy to hang up those ribbons yeah. or those certificates. You know, there's no like employee of the month. I don't think for where you work. There's no employee of the month where I work. And yeah, you can maybe chase a raise, chase the next promotion, but all of a sudden it's like the accomplishments start running thin and they're a little bit harder to accomplish. Yep. And then you start running too fast, you run into a wall, and now you're having to reevaluate, who am I? What do I actually like? Do I like what I've been doing the last couple of years? Do I not? Yep. And those are hard questions. And I think those are questions that everyone in their 20s are asking. And you talked about your five-year plan. You know, I wouldn't have, I too would not have told you, I would have told you you were crazy if you told me that we'd be sitting at this table, this makeshift, I have a little like picnic table.
1: No, no, no. <laughs> we're in the studio, Michael. We're I'm, in the official have a studio. Picnic
0: table When you put up two books from your, <laughs> you pulled out two books from your backpack to bring the mic to our level. Um, I would have thought you were crazy. But here we are, you yeah. know, and it's different. It's not what we expected. And you make the best of it. But I think in the midst of all that, and I'd like to talk about this a little bit more when it comes to finding yourself, I have found myself more in the moments where I hit the wall than when I accomplished what I hoped to accomplish. You know, when I got that college degree and I was magna cum laude, and I'm still upset that I'm not summa cum laude.
1: I am summa cum laude, but you know, it's... (sighs)
0: Must be nice. (laughs) Um, You know, those moments where I accomplished great things were great my voice cracked <laughs> but the moments that I ran into a wall I, I found out who I was the yeah. moments where I had crisis I found out who I was good bad and ugly yeah so where have you found yourself in those moments maybe you're different maybe you found yourself more in the accomplishments when you're good because some people like they get they get their accomplishments and they realize oh it wasn't as much as I thought other people it's when they crash other people it's when they have conversations so how do you feel like you've grown in figuring yourself out and where have you where are the aspects of your life where you've learned who sabrina is
1: i think for me when i've found myself the most i I think it would be very similar to you in the sense that it's when you crash but what i've i've realized is kind of going back to my student government years it's so funny i say my student government years when it was really like a few months ago but to me it just feels so far removed um but kind of going back to some of those experiences and how, you know, I'll share this brief funny story, which is not so funny at the time, but I initially was vice president and I was serving alongside someone who was president. I'll spare the details for the sake of the podcast, but the person ended up stepping away. And in a matter of a week and a half, I had to figure out what it meant to be a student body president uh, within the state university system. That means I also would serve on the board of trustees. I, all these things were all foreign to me. And I'll never forget that it, there I had so much opposition in that moment from the people around me. People telling me that I wasn't going to be able to do it. People that weren't willing to help me kind of walk through that process. And I remember I sat in my office and I cried all by myself under my desk. And it was in that moment that I had to make a decision. I was either going to cry and just cry and there's really nothing else that you can do at that point you just cry Cry
0: and curl into a ball exactly and shake and call your mom exactly
1: i mean i did do all that but no i'm just kidding <laughs> maybe not on the calling my mom part but definitely i i, I took that moment and i said this is not going to be the hardest thing you experience in life mm. this is just the beginning and the way that you respond now will determine how you respond to the next crash and the next crash and I will say that from, from that moment, that was, I think, the the hardest kind of professional experience that I had early on in my, I guess, college years, we can call it that. And ever since then, each kind of crash that I've experienced has gotten a little bit easier and easier, not because the situation or the circumstance was any easier, but because I understood and I had to recognize that this was a learning opportunity. Hmm. So for me, I, I just kind of detach myself from the emotional aspect of things and I recognize that if something difficult is happening to me, I either have two, two choices. Respond emotionally or respond with the understanding that it will be over eventually. And you just have to pick up what you can from it and just keep going. And for me, that's really how I've learned how to adapt. And I'm really thankful for all the crashes and all the times that I ran too fast and ran into a wall and that that's happened to me so young. Because I think that I'm better prepared each time as I get older and as I'm stepping into my professional career, I now have a better understanding. I now have a better perspective. And if that didn't happen to me while I was younger, I don't think that I would be, you know, I'm not saying I'm like the most successful person ever, but I, you know, I'm doing you pretty well. Wouldn't be where you're at right yeah, now. Yeah, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And and I think I'm 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 doing pretty well for myself. Uh <laughs> and and again, I, I just think that to your point as well, when you're talking about kind of running 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 and then crashing for me i sometimes my emotional response doesn't catch up with me till later Mm. and sometimes i have to recognize that when you start to kind of feel this this draining moment and you start feeling this irritability that's how you know sometimes that you're kind of exhausted and you just need to take a second and slow down so that you don't experience that crash and that is also i think another teachable moment when you're able to kind of hone in on your emotions and recognize that your emotions are taking you somewhere that you don't need to go and that you can just kind of slow down. Um, but I also think that to that point of learning yourself is that there are going to be lows and there are going to be highs, but you can't be too phased on either one of them when you're experiencing your, your very, very high moments and they're very great. Don't get overly emotionally invested in that moment because you're not going to stay there forever. Things will kind of plateau and go into a normal state. When things go really low, don't get too emotional about it. You're not going to stay there forever. It's going to come back to a normal state. So it's just kind of like a regulating your emotions game.
0: (laughs) And I love that because, you know, you told the story of a, a moment that you had that was hard. And it's funny. You look back at some of those hard moments and sometimes they look smaller not you sometimes. La- you laugh. Always, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what what you once cried about, yeah. you're now laughing about. Yeah. Now, sadly, that doesn't happen for everything. There are some really traumatic things that you will yeah, always yeah. look back and, and, and kind of have a hard time processing. But there are a lot of troubles and tri- trials and tribulations, is what I'm trying to say, that you'll run into that you'll eventually feel... Like oh my gosh that was not as big as I thought it was going to be. Yep. But in that moment, it's it everything. Feels massive. Yes,
1: it's like the world that is crashing breakup, down. That <laughs>
0: breakup, that loss of a job, that loss of an opportunity, that rejection letter from that college, that you know, argument you had with your parents, whatever it may be, it feels like it's everything. everything. <laughs> it feels like it's the hardest, most difficult moment you'll be in, and it's encouraging to hear that you come out of it. But it's also encouraging to hear, I know when I hear other people talk about how big it was at that time. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, I've told myself so many times when I'm going through a hard moment, okay, in a couple years... I'm not gonna feel the same heaviness that yeah. I do about this situation. I'm just not. Zooming out. Zooming out is so important, but it's so hard. Yep. It's so hard. And we just, we've been alive for such a little amount of time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, like You really like think about it like in that term, like you've been alive for such a small amount of time. Yes. It's so hard to zoom out because let's be honest, like the first five, six years, I don't have much memories from that, you know? So it's <laughs> like, let's start from when I'm seven. So if you do seven to 24, that's 17 years, I think. I hope my math is right there. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know. <laughs> but either way, that's like such a small time frame of yeah. having even memories, and then you're talking about just being an adult where you're making your own decisions. How long has that been? You know, five, six years, maybe. Maybe when you were starting a sixteen, seventy, when you could drive, like yeah. that's really it. And so we have such a small time frame to think about it that zooming out is very hard because that you can get so so set in on whatever you're going through at the moment that it feels like it's everything. It feels like it's huge, but it's not. You get over it. You figure out the highs and the lows. And I like this this kind of regulation thing that yeah. you were talking about, especially when you're talking about irritability because I yes. resonate with that a lot. I'm already a little bit of an irritable person. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> like, you got to say that you, like, look at me the wrong way and, like, I can snap on you really quickly. Yeah. But, yeah, in the moments where I'm burnt out and, like, things... I feel like they're about to go sideways. I am at my most
1: Me too. Irritable. And it's with, with the people friends. that sometimes are closest to you. So the people you that's, love. Because strangers, the hard part.
0: you know, like yeah, maybe a little road rage and I'll give a little honk and, you know, maybe flick a bird off to someone who's cutting me off on the expressway. Like, yeah, that's different, you know, like you take it out there. But like your your family, your parents, your your close friends, you know, they'll say something and it's not even mean, but you'll yeah. just like take it and and I'm a wordsmith, so i you know, if you try to attack me, I feel like I'm getting attacked. I'm gonna create a sword with my words and I'm then stab aware. you.
1: I'm aware. <laughs> Sabrina's I, been my friend yeah. for a little bit,
0: so she's she's aware of my But fortunately
1: my I haven't been tendencies. on the receiving end of the sword, but True. I've definitely seen the sword in action and I don't wanna be on that receiving end because I feel like that'd just be dangerous and I'd cry a lot and then we'd have to do another podcast of overcoming that.
0: True. So So that's that's dangerous, but there's there's these bad, I think, coping mechanisms that we have. We're on the journey of finding ourselves. And on this journey, sometimes when we crash, we have these bad coping mechanisms. You know, mine is being a little more irritable. Maybe yours is a little bit too. Can you think of anything else?
1: 100%.
0: That maybe you have that is a bad coping mechanism. Yeah. Of while you're on this journey of figuring yourself out, this is what you're struggling with.
1: I think for me, when I think of a coping mechanism, the one thing that my mind goes to is, well, one, definitely irritable. I snap. And I've gotten way better as I've matured. You you don't want to upset the people around you because at the end of the day, you're going to end up alone if you keep throwing swords at the people that actually care for you. But for me, it's I'm an overthinker. And I think that that's something that's kind of thrown around. And I think you might have referenced this in your other podcasts, but I will allow myself to walk through every kind of worst case scenario of whatever it is that I'm experiencing, whether it's a fight with a friend, a fight with my parents. Like I will let my mind envision my parents just, you know, packing my bags and throwing me out the door. I mean, there's, I, I might have yelled at my mom for her sandals being in the way and in my head she already kicked me out of the house. Maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration but <laughs> I, I do kind of allow my mind and my thoughts to really get ahead of itself and that's dangerous because if you allow yourself to experience all these negative emotions when likely none of those scenarios will play out,
0: hmm. you're
1: allowing yourself to experience worry and worry produces nothing that's fruitful. Yeah. I'm going to say that one more time. Worry produces nothing that's fruitful.
0: She wants this to be clipped out and put on the story. Yes,
1: 100%. Put this one on your Instagram bio, okay? (laughs) Because as an overthinker, which I think anybody who really has a phone and social media, you you know, that's a whole separate topic. But you're just naturally overthinking things. But if you allow yourself to play out these scenarios, you're only torturing yourself. And to be honest, you're not better equipping yourself for a worst case scenario. So it's absolutely useless and you experience emotions that you don't even need to experience and sometimes you just need to just chillax
0: and it's almost worse than even just quote-unquote preparing yourself is you're living through scenarios that'll never happen and it's almost like you have to deal with the repercussions of the scenarios that never even happened
1: and sometimes there's a self-fulfilling prophecy right there i mean you, you might kind of dictate something you without even consciously making the effort to you might dictate a situation or a scenario to fall in the Thing that you might have envisioned in your mind, yeah. and then it, you know, you just put yourself in a bad predicament for no reason, just yeah. because you couldn't control your own thoughts. Your thought life is so important, and when you start to recognize as you mature and as you get older that you have tangible control over your thoughts, and you can legitimately grasp it with your very hands and say, mm-hmm. I am going to stop thinking about this, and I'm going to table this, and just table it indefinitely, and it's gonna go away. Let me think about XYZ instead. Yeah. That's just so much more valuable. Yeah.
0: And as we're talking, I'm just getting this image. We're talking about finding ourselves, talking about the roadblocks of being in your 20s. And I'm thinking images, red flag, green flag. You know, red flag is, okay, I'm on the wrong track. I'm about to hit a wall. I'm, you know, being irritable, overthinking. And then there's green flags. There's good things. There's good markers and moments like, oh, I'm really enjoying this. I'm really I'm having fun studying this. Maybe it's a change of major. I'm really I I enjoy my work. Maybe it's a different job. But then there's red flags. Okay, I'm spacing out. I'm too emotional. I'm angry. I wake up angry. You ever woken up angry?
1: Yeah, it's Ugh. rough.
0: I wake up and <laughs> it's like did I have a bad dream or just, I'm just gonna be mad today. Like is that just, <laughs> I just I've chosen violence today yes. <laughs> i have woken up and chosen i don't even know why subconsciously <laughs> i've chosen violence okay you know red flag yeah red flag um you know a- avoiding things avoiding talking about certain things with certain yep. people red flag you know being on social media too long we're all on yes, social media too long Definitely. like you know those days where you just get lost in social media yes
1: all those addicting tiktoks yes oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> you just drift and you're scrolling and scrolling red flag yeah okay not getting enough sleep red flag. Yeah. Like these, these things are red flags for figuring yourself out and they're useful because they help redirect you to a different path. Let's talk about some positives, some green flags. Yeah. You know, I know I already mentioned like, I love what I'm studying or I love what I'm doing, but even a relational green flag, I'm not talking about dating, just friendships, you know, a green flag is, Oh, like these people are encouraging me. Oh, you know, I snapped on them and we were able to talk about it and resolve it. Okay, that's a That's a green flag in a friendship that yeah. you're able to kind of elbow each other a little bit because you're irritable, but then you work through it. Yeah. You know, green flag. You're able to talk about things that are very sensitive to you. You know, green flag, you're able to trust someone. You know, you're figuring yourself out, and I think these red flags and green flags will help you figure out the course. And there's no one course. I mean, Definitely everyone's not. Everyone, this is a winding road being in your 20s. And yeah. I, I say that in, in some of the podcasts. Is there's people in our lives, you know, you're 23, yeah. I'm 24. We have friends who are our age, who are married, who are yeah. single, who are living at home, who are living on their own, who have full-time jobs, part-time jobs, no jobs, who are in <laughs> school, not in school, yeah. dropped out of school, tried school, never tried school. I mean, the variations that you
1: have yeah. of
0: people in your 20s, it's massive.
1: Yeah,
0: It's massive. So you have to figure out, what are your red flags and what yeah. are your green flags? Where are your lows? Where are your highs? What do you love? What do you hate? Yeah. What do you not like? It's and, a process and of like discovery.
1: It's this whole and it's when you start to learn yourself, learn about yourself, it's a very interesting process. And sometimes we try to study the people around us instead of studying ourselves. But there's so much to kind of discover mm. when you process your own personality traits. Yeah. But to your point about green flags, for me, I mean, I I think this might be kind of standard and universal, but for me, I think one of the biggest green flags that I have only picked up on later in my 20s, and it's funny because I'm only 23, um, (laughs) but is is relationships. I think that relationships are extremely important. I'm the kind of person that it's it's very difficult for me to let my, my barriers down and to let people see the real me because I always have this idea that I need to be absolutely perfect in front of everyone, and I've gotten over that you know as I, as i've grown older but there's still this this barrier for me with my image and maintaining a certain image in front of everyone. Not to say that I'm absolutely crazy with my friends, but it's just yeah. you know, you, you don't have to be perfect all the time. You don't have to be mm-hmm. on. You can that's let your work. hair down. So yeah, to speak. you know, I don't have to be wearing the eyeliner yeah. all the time. I
0: don't have much hair, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't okay. see me right <laughs> my now. My hair's but thinning I'm, too. So. I'm <laughs> acting.
0: I know. I started rogue. I'm gonna do a whole episode on how I started rogue okay, and how we, sad it makes we, me. But we could
1: talk about that. This one is, yeah,
0: this is, that's different. But continue. It's okay. A
1: hairstylist ruined my life, but that that one we should definitely make a podcast and shut down her business no i'm just kidding that was a joke nobody get offended by that please (laughs) um but yeah the the relationships around you and i think that the best indicator that you're with the right people is if you're being challenged in a good way if you're growing if they're helping you grow i mean we hear in the bible iron sharpens iron like man sharpens Mm -hmm. man or woman sharpens woman um but i i think it's very important for for women to have really good female friends in yeah. their lives and for men to have really good male relationships in their lives ob- obviously with the opposite sex too but yeah. you just need somebody who can relate to you on mm-hmm. that level and who will call you out and not drive you towards your red flags right not drive you towards. <laughs> there's those...
0: plenty of people you can find there's definitely who will indulge your red flags a hundred
1: percent but you need those people who will call you out in a nice way um, but who will call you out and who are willing to correct you and the the best kind of image that I get of good friendships is people that are willing to stand with you in the fire get to celebrate with you in the rain. I heard mm. that once in a sermon so that's not mine. I'm not copywriting it. I'm not stealing it but it, it's this image of, of if you're willing to kind of go through the thick and thin yeah. and you're helping me grow that's a sign of a really good relationship and not just with friends but with family. You know, Everybody has different family circumstances and situations and that's obviously understandable but to me, when I think of my family, they're my rock. They are Mm -hmm. the literal reason I am here for physical reasons because my parents (laughs) produced me, but (laughs) (laughs) I am produce. I am like the carrot we talked about earlier. (laughs) Um, No, but my my parents are, are a huge support system. My siblings were a pretty big family and They keep me sane. They keep me grounded. So I think relationships is a very, very big piece that can have a very lengthy conversation on. But even from a professional or school experience, I just go back to the idea of growth. If you're studying something and you feel as though you're growing, if you're in a job environment that has opportunity or promise for growth or knowledge, acquiring knowledge you're in the right place mm-hmm. and for me as a three I always want to grow and do the next big thing and you know as, as you start working full time the next big thing doesn't always turn around in the same way it does while you're in college the next yeah. semester it's something that takes years and that's been something I've been mentally wrapping my mm-hmm. head around that the next big thing won't come for quite some time and yeah. it's just about being where my feet are that's another one to put in your Instagram bio not copyrighted someone else said that too but being where your feet are being present in that moment because in that job that you may not totally love you're learning so much yeah in that study program that you may not totally love in the moment you're learning so much so i I think it goes back to growth both relationally and you know and professionally
0: absolutely and I, i love that and this is a good place to wind down the conversation But it's funny that we're talking about finding ourselves. And the truth is, is that it's impossible in your 20s, in my opinion, to find yourself without people around you. Yeah. Because until you have those friendships, those relationships, until you're figuring out your red flags, your green flags, you know, we have big blind spots
1: as people. Like just
0: in general, but people in their 20s especially have big blind spots about who they actually are.
1: Listen, I'm going to tell you this really quick. I had a moment the other day as I was driving home, I had a long drive. And I looked back to a moment a year ago that I thought I had it all figured out. I thought I knew it all. I was like, wow, Sabrina, you're an idiot. You knew
0: nothing. You knew
1: nothing. I
0: know nothing.
1: But then I sat there in the car and I was like, wait, a year from now, I'm going to look back at this and be like, I, I still you know, know nothing. nothing. <laughs> and that's a good place to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I
0: just wanted Absolutely. to say that. No, I love it. So, I appreciated this conversation. I thought it was a great one. Sabrina, Lilu. Yes. Roselle. Got it. Thank you for being on the 20s podcast. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the 20s podcast. If you liked what you heard in this episode or any other episode you have listened to, I'm going to go ahead and ask that you like, subscribe, and review. In fact, if you liked a certain episode so much, why don't you share it on social media and tell others about the 20s podcast? podcast you can follow the podcast on instagram at that's the two zero s underscore podcast that's t-h-e-2-0-s underscore podcast or rather the 20s underscore podcast thank you again for listening and i hope that you continue to tune in to the 20s podcast and half the time i'm thinking i don't even know where i'm going i don't even know what i'm doing I'm 25. I haven't figured out what, I don't know what life is about. I still don't know, but I should have figured it out a long time ago and I already have a baby and I need to know.
1: You know what I mean?